Well, welcome to Voice Podcast, uh, and we're very happy to have uh, our guest today, uh, Sarah Durant. Sarah, do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Uh, hi, everybody. I, as uh, Ryan mentioned, or Reed mentioned, I am Sarah Durant, and I am a student success facilitator at St. Lawrence College on the Kingston campus. I work in the School of Business, been there for seven years now, I think. Uh, and I really, really love my job. Anyone who knows me knows that that's usually the first thing that I say. <laughs> uh, I really, really love helping our students uh, go from maybe not being as successful as they want to be to finding more success either in our programs or somewhere else um, in the college or otherwise. How many students do you deal with on a regular basis? Oh, uh, good question. It's changed a little bit now. I think a lot of people are, are asking a lot more questions than they normally would. Um, but I would say um, on a regular semester, I, I help around 300, 400 students. Wow, wow. So pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate all that you do, yourself as well as the other students success this facilitators. I think it's really important for students to know that there's somebody they can go to. Mm -hmm. So thank you. <laughs> problem. <laughs> so I think a, a big topic that we're going to touch on today is sort of uh, the spring semester and what the spring semester is going to look like uh, with online learning. Um, so I think the, the first question that we'll start off with is, you know, um, I'm someone who I'm, I'm more, uh, I, I'm more willing to be engaged in a classroom setting. So I find it a little, a little difficult and a little challenging to do some online e-learning. Um, so what are some ways that like you can kind of overcome those barriers of being overwhelmed um, and how, how can they kind of just wrap their head around doing e-learning? Yeah, so um, I also struggle a little bit with online learning, to be honest. I, I find classroom engagement uh, really kind of keeps me on task. Um, and a lot of our students feel the same. So first step is to know that you're not alone. It's not you. It is just uh, online is sometimes a little bit cha more challenging than in class. Um, the first thing that I always do and I always suggest that students do is um, take a look at the, your online course and see what's going on. See uh, are there discussion posts? Are there team chats? Are there ways that you can kind of get connected and get that like interaction out of uh, your online course and make sure that you're participating. You know, if there is a discussion, you know, get right in there, introduce yourself, um, you know, email the teacher, email your classmates if you have questions, uh, ask questions on the discussion boards. It's really important to kind of um, mo find your motivation and, and get in there to to uh, ask those questions like you normally would in a classroom setting. Like just because you're, you're on this side of the computer and the teacher's on their side, that side of their computer or the classmates are, doesn't mean that you can't interact. Mm -hmm. um, it just, you have to do it a different way. You can't just raise your hand and say, oh, wait, I have this other opinion or I have this question here. Um, you, have to, you have to type it out or, or participate in those chats. So I, I think that that's probably, um, the best way and if you're struggling with something like that maybe you're shy maybe you don't know about the technology and you're just not really sure how to do it or or um you're just maybe you're a shy person anyway and you're not really comfortable sharing your opinion talk to the faculty like talk to talk to anyone talk to me your student success facilitator or whoever your student success facilitator is and um get that advice um as soon as you can 
So with that being said, what, what kind of things would you suggest for some students who may have a little bit more difficulty kind of articulating those types of challenges? Because I know some people find it hard to communicate like through email. So is there any other kind of suggestions you would take, though we are virtual, if somebody wanted a little bit more of a face-to-face -face kind of interaction? Yeah, so I know the college is really big on using um, Microsoft Teams. Uh, and it's worked out really well. I've done a lot of uh, my student appointments that, you know, we're emailing back and forth and we're not really getting where we want to be through those emails because it's kind of hard to understand or it's pieced together. Um, so usually I'll suggest or the student will say, can we just meet online? Um, and so we use Microsoft Teams, we do face-to-face, -face, it's video, you can turn the video off if you're nervous about, you know, whatever the background is, uh, or maybe you didn't shower that day or, or whatever, or uh, whatever the case is. Um, and, and you can just hear voices and have that conversation. Uh, a lot of faculty are making themselves available that same way uh, through Microsoft Teams, or um, there's lots of other suggestions. Like if you're not familiar with Microsoft Teams or you're not comfortable with it and there is something you are comfortable with, you know, just put it out there, say, hey, this is something I can do or I do know how to use really well. Is that a possibility? Uh, I've had lots of students Skype me instead of Teams at the beginning because they weren't sure um, how to use Teams this way. Uh, uh, neither was I. <laughs> so uh, we started off Skyping. Now we're more comfortable with Teams, so that's going well. Um, and also phone calls. I mean, it's, it sounds um, like ancient, but <laughs> you can just pick up the phone and call someone. I, like I have my phone uh, number for the college is coming through my computer so I can talk to people as though I'm using a phone um, so they can call me or cell phones or sometimes we can um, you know text through uh, some sort of app but there's lots of ways of connecting and if email isn't isn't working out or, or even text then uh, finding a virtual way to meet is great. No, that's really good advice. It is interesting how much everything's kind of switching yeah. back to the phone. I always like phone, like calling people because I find you get answers quicker. 100%. Yeah. No, I hate texting. Like I always, yeah. like, if I want an answer, I need to like get, get on the phone. Let's get it over with. Let, let's get all the yeah. information out there. Then, then we can move on with the rest of our day, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. What have you found personally has been the best platform based off of like Zoom or um, Microsoft Teams or I mean Skype for Business is sort of out the window these days it seems, but um, out of all the platforms, what, what is your personal favorite? Um, I haven't used Zoom a lot. I've used it in my personal life. Like I had my kid's birthday party using Zoom um, just last weekend. Um, but I haven't used it for like a meeting with a student. Um, Teams this seems to be really good because you can share, like I can share my screen. I can show them something. I can share a document later. I can put things in the chat. Uh, like it's kind of like things that I can do like if I was doing face-to-face, -face, I would be like, here's this piece of paper, let me email you something. And like, I don't have to email them because I can just share it on Teams. So that's kind of, that part of it is really convenient for me. And that's my job. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like Teams too. Yeah. But <laughs> Zoom is good. They're pretty similar, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all, I mean, the technology is so great. It's all pretty much the same now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, how can students deal with any lousy technology connectivity? Um, like, how, like if, I, if I'm having problems here, how, how, how are, how's the college going to be able to help uh, anybody dealing with that? 
Um, the college IT team is working, like, I don't know if it's around the clock, but it seems like around the clock to me because they're always really quick to answer my questions. Um, so, so they must have somebody available um, a lot of the time. So they're working really hard to make sure that they're available to both staff and students, helping them with any issues. And we also have um, a like computer lending program and they're helping people get connected to Wi-Fi if they need it for their studies. So that part is also really useful because I've had a couple computers say, or students say, hey, my computer crapped out and like, I don't know what to do or I was using the college computers and now I don't have a computer because the college is closed and so are the libraries and I can't do my online courses without it. Um, and I've connected them um, with the right people and they've been able to borrow a computer from the college, which is really great. Uh, it's really difficult doing an online course from your phone. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so having that computer where you can research things, write essays, uh, you know, take your tests on Blackboard, all those different things uh, has been really helpful. So I'm, I'm really appreciative that the college has set that up for students because I don't know where some students would be without it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That's a super awesome program. Mm -hmm. um, so shifting kind of into like the process of online classes, because I know it's pretty new to a lot of people, especially like college is very interactive, like it's about kind of that hands on. So what is like the schedule for an online class? Can you kind of just do your class whenever you want? Or is it still like pretty strict schedule times? Um, it seems to be like dependent on the faculty, what the course is, uh, and what the needs for that course are. Like some courses have different learning outcomes where you might need to have a scheduled time to meet. Um, so a lot of teachers are still scheduling some time, either just to keep students on track or because that's what they've determined is the best way. Um, mm -hmm. But they are still being flexible. So even if there is a scheduled time, if your life uh, circumstance or the fact that you're an essential worker or that you have kids and you can't log in at that particular time, um, as long as they know they're being flexible. So I would say like regardless of the situation, make sure you let the, your faculty know like, hey, mm -hmm. I appreciate this, but I can't. And they are still recording a lot of those sessions and then posting them up for, for people later. Um, so there's still a lot of access. They might just not get that interaction out of the, out of whatever that um, session was if they're just mm -hmm. watching it afterwards. Uh, but teachers are, are trying their best to make sure that they're keeping students engaged and then balancing the fact that, you know, not everyone's going to be available at the same time, potentially, considering the circumstance. Yeah, for sure. No, it's great that that flexibility piece is kind of in there because I was going to ask, like, if somebody has kids and now they themselves and their kids are home all the time, like, that can be really difficult. So the flexibility is really good to know for students. Yeah. <laughs> So what, what will some assignments look like, um, especially the ones that are sort of adjusting from in-class to online? Yeah, so uh, it really does depend on the, uh, the course and the teacher. Uh, I know that our faculty have been working really hard to make sure that they are learning how to develop content and assignments um, and like assess students properly for online learning. So it's, um, they're doing a really great job at trying to make sure that they deliver that to students. Um, I know that some teachers are doing online tests 
Um, some of them are doing still the essays or some group work and, and like, you know, having those um, different forms of assessment for students so that maybe if you're not very good at tests, you still have the opportunity to get some grades um, some other ways. But uh, it really does depend on, on whatever the course is versus the, um, and, and the teacher and, and the best way to deliver that content to students. They're really focusing on um, trying to figure out, okay, you know, I have a math class, how is the best way for me to deliver this content so that mm -hmm. the students are able to A, learn the material I need them to learn, and B, how can I assess them so that I know that they're learning what they need to learn? Mm -hmm. um, because really that's, that's our whole business is teaching people, but um, the online aspect, especially for students who expected to do in-class stuff, um, you know, is a little bit overwhelming and, and people are a little bit cautious about it, but our faculty are trying to, to really make sure that they're being mindful of the fact that um, learning outcomes still need to be met and this is the best way that they think they can be met. And I know that they're talking a lot amongst each other and like sharing ideas. So the teachers are kind of learning from each other and um, like best practices are kind of coming out of all this. So it's really great. Mm -hmm. it's really well, I was going to ask too, um, have you found that you've been working a little more closely with the faculty with all this happening, like in assisting them or, or is that more inner, inner faculty they're working with each other? Uh, the faculty are working more with each other. I've been, I've sat in on a couple of the workshops that they've held and um, you know, I don't teach, so I can provide very little uh, information about that aspect of things. Um, but it's nice for them sometimes to get the student perspective, which is sometimes what I can provide is, you know, if a student has struggled with something in the past or a group of students has struggled with something in the past, that's something I can provide. Um, but I did that anyway. So a lot of our faculty in the School of Business are really good at uh, kind of reaching out and saying, hey, uh, Sarah, what, what do you think? And, and, you know, I don't ever really advise on assessments or content, but I can always bring forth like that student experience mm -hmm. um, to, to kind of help them make whatever decision they need. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's super important. And that mm -hmm. kind of leads up to this next question I'm going to ask. So with online learning, how can people find more value in it? Because I mean, people can go online and learn lots of different things, whether it's from YouTube or like LinkedIn and that kind of thing. Like where does the value come in with doing an actual like program? Yeah, so I think um, the main thing is that our, hopefully our programs aren't online. Hopefully it's just this semester or just right. a couple semesters. Um, <laughs> so, um, so hopefully it's not the whole program. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a couple classes. I find a lot of value in the learning because YouTube and, and whatever other research you're kind of doing on your own doesn't give you that credential. It doesn't give you what the, like the employer wants you to have the knowledge, but sometimes the employer also wants you to have that piece of paper that says, yes, this person has the knowledge, it's credible knowledge, it's from a curriculum that was developed uh, in a program, in a college, um, and it has all of this, um, you know, weight with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's really like, to me, that's a no brainer. That's the value of, of continuing on with these courses and making sure you're kind of working towards that overall goal of this is my diploma, my certificate, my degree, whatever program you're in. Mm -hmm. um, 
and like also like our faculty are experts they're qualified experts they got hired at a college you don't always know who is um kind of behind the the camera on uh whatever youtube you're watching i mean i watch youtube all the time for like cooking and whatever mm -hmm. um, i assume it tastes great before i actually do it and cook uh and it usually works out um <laughs> but uh that doesn't make me a chef <laughs> so right. um, <laughs> I, so i would like i would say you know the value comes from having the credential having the experts uh who are you know taking the curriculum making content um delivering it to you engaging you in different assessments uh to make sure that you're understanding the learning and also engaging you and your other peers to kind of learn from each other um that's the other part of the course and in college in general i think that is really valuable is a lot of times courses will have discussion or they'll have opportunities of group work where students can really rely on learning from their peers uh, all of our students are very different they come from different backgrounds different areas of the world sometimes and you can learn so much just from sitting beside someone um, and and having that discussion so um, I really think that that's probably the the value that comes from yeah. still attending your classes yeah I can definitely agree with that absolutely absolutely <laughs> can't trust everyone online no <laughs> And, and we're coming into like a, a new wave where people or more employers are understanding that online learning can be just as valuable as as being in the classroom, right? So, mm -hmm. so that it's a great point of ha of having that piece of paper that that says that you can do this. Um, yeah. E either strategy works just as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any tips for um, screen fatigue? I mean, uh, like since we're all at home, we're staring at our computers or our TV screens all day long right like um, yeah. and you know we've been suggesting you know try to go outside for a bit of a walk and everything um yeah. what are some other tips uh to 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 not be so overwhelmed by by your screens you know take yeah. a break that's probably like number one take lots of breaks uh your break doesn't have to be very long there's uh, it's called like the 20 20 20 rule i think you look at every 20 minutes you're on the screen you look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds so that's a really really short break um <laughs> just to you know give your eyes a little bit of rest uh sometimes like i work from my computer seven to eight hours a day now um because i'm not getting that student interaction where i get to like turn away from my computer and talk to a person the person's on the screen so <laughs> yeah um Sometimes I'll take my break and I'll get up and go to the washroom or I'll get up and get a like a little snack or a drink or and I'll take that moment to to move away from my computer and do something. Um, I also have kids. So sometimes the, that's my 20 second <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds away from my screen is looking at whatever they're climbing on or <laughs> or doing at that moment. So <laughs> um, there's lots of lots of different ways to kind of um figure out how to take a break the key is don't take a break that's too long and ends up like impacting the your motivation to return to whatever you're doing right um, so it's great to go out for a walk and get a refresh but if you're gonna go out for a really long walk get distracted um do whatever get come home you know start doing the dishes and never come back to that screen 
then that's really, um, that's too long a break and you need to shorten down to maybe the 20, 20, 20 rule, whatever mm -hmm. you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any big no's for, for things that you, to do on your break that, that probably won't get you back to work? <laughs> uh, anything that's too fun. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're a procrastinator, like I, you are my spirit animal because <laughs> I cannot turn on Netflix. I cannot do like any games or video games or, you know, I've been, I've been that uh, cliche millennial that downloaded TikTok when all this nice. started and that <laughs> is such a time suck. So <laughs> anything like that, maybe don't do on your on your break from the screen. If you were doing it from a break because you, you have an hour between classes, that's fine, but uh, nothing that's too, too fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've avoided the TikTok. Like that's been a, a I've noticed that's a black hole that I just don't want to go down. No, I had to remove mine from my phone because I was getting way too sucked in. Like, I don't even know what it is. You just are on there forever. Like, you oh, yeah. so that one I had to, had to take off my phone. <laughs> So as far as like motivation goes, what are some tips that you could give students who are maybe like working in a group? Like how do you keep people accountable and motivated when you're not like meeting face to face? Oh, um, it's, it's hard sometimes. And you know, even when you're meeting face to face, sometimes you have those group members that just are not into it. Totally. Um, <laughs> so um, just really keeping um, like track of things. I feel like is like the best way. So sometimes in school business, they have things that are called team contracts. So they'll actually, when you get together with the team, the first thing that you do is kind of meet, and you would meet online, I guess, uh, and fill out a contract. Like, what is your project? What are you supposed to be doing? What is everyone else supposed to be doing? And like, does everyone agree with this? And that kind of keeps people accountable. I would say break things down a little bit and make sure that everyone has a part and maybe a deadline for that part. And yeah. keep the deadlines a little bit flexible. Like don't say like, okay, we have a group presentation, it's due on Thursday, Wednesday, everybody get your stuff together and we'll get it put on. Like maybe if it's due on Thursday, everyone starts getting their stuff um, sent to the person who's compiling it on Sunday or Monday because then if someone doesn't have something or someone forgets or they're running a bit behind because life just happens um, you have that little grace period of a couple days to pick up the slack if you need to or or reassign something if you need to yeah that's really good advice <laughs> um, making sure that you have con multiple content ways of contacting people is really important because especially now, sometimes people's internet cuts out or it's not very good or their emails down and you're kind of expecting like, oh God, like we haven't heard from this person in a couple days. Um, you can phone them, you can text them, you can Facebook them um, and having all those different ways of contacting people. And especially if you haven't heard from someone, it's good to kind of reach out and say mm -hmm. like, hey, is everything okay? Because who knows, they might be sick um, or their family might be sick and they might be trying to deal with some other stuff kind of on the side. Um, and having ways to meet online regularly, um, like using Zoom, using Teams, using Facebook, there's lots of ways to do those online chats and check-ins. The nice thing about Teams that I mentioned already was that you can also share documents, you can work on the documents together. I don't know if Zoom does that, um, I'm not sure, but like finding a way to kind of um, work together as though you were sitting side by side, 
um, virtually can happen and it can happen. Like I sound like I'm a rep for teams, but it can happen on teams for sure. Cause I know <laughs> <Yeah>. that because <laughs> that's what our team is using. But, um, and you can like alter documents that people put on and, and you can, you know, work together on something. You can have a meeting, you can share your screen, like I said. So, um, and just finding one way. So if everyone can use Teams, then just use Teams. Don't yeah. say, okay, today we're meeting on Teams, tomorrow yeah. we're meeting on Facebook, the next day we're meeting on Zoom, like that, that's confusing, just one way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's really good too. And having those check-ins, having that accountability, um, it really helps like with group work in general. But um, virtually when people are not feeling as connected uh, or you're not seeing them in class to say, hey, send me your stuff, um, you know, it, it helps a little bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, so if, if anyone's struggling um, with either group work or just their work in general, what are some resources that um, is available for you guys to, to help any students um, that are struggling? Yeah, so uh, first point of contact usually is the teacher. So make sure, like at the beginning of a class, like when your class starts next Monday or whenever it starts, uh, reach out to the teacher, introduce yourself right off the bat, make that connection. And then that way you're feeling a little bit more comfortable next time you have to reach out if you have a question or you have a problem. Um, if you are struggling, make sure you talk to your teacher. Tell them that you're struggling. Um, if you're gonna reach out to your student success facilitator, like mention that for sure. Um, but teachers are really good at also providing resources. They're not going to respond to that email and be like, oh, oh well. Uh, they're going to be like, okay, <laughs> how can we help you? Um, you know, get connected with Sarah, get connected with um, one of our resources on campus. And a lot of our campus resources are working virtually as well, uh, not just the student success facilitators. So uh, I know financial aid is working virtually and um, the academic support center peer tutoring is available over the summer. Um, student wellness is available over the summer. Mm -hmm. um, so there's lots of different, depending on whatever their challenge is, uh, it might be a, a good reach out, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and, like if they're not sure, if a student's not sure how to get connected with something, um, even though our website has um, like a little COVID page with yeah. resources available, uh, they can always reach out to their student success facilitator and just say like, hey, I'm looking for this, this is my issue and I'm not really sure who to contact or who's available over the summer or, or virtually. Um, we are happy to kind of connect the dots for you and, and make sure that you get to someone that you need. And you yeah, would book an appointment the same same way you would before? Yeah, so um, on our website there everyone has a like a little Calendly um, link to book appointments or I think everyone does so they can book an appointment that way everyone's checking their email or like I said our most of us have our phones uh, coming right to our computers uh, or we're checking voicemail from home so, um, you know, call us, email us, or book an appointment through our links, and you can, um, like, we can help connect you. And most of the um, virtual services are also, like, booking through email, through phone. They're, I think we've all been set up with ways to kind of access our emails and phones from home, whether it's just calling from our personal phones and checking voicemail and then figuring that out afterwards, or if it's coming through your computer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
So with connections, I know a lot of students and just people in general are very social. Mm -hmm. um, so what kind of things would you recommend to people who might be like missing that piece? Or I know like even in business, like networking is a really big piece of that. Mm -hmm. So how can um, students kind of continue to build those types of strong connections? Yeah, so it, in isolation, I feel like connections seems to, it, it just feels weird. Even if you're still messaging people, like all the time not having people to talk to face to face or only having the same three people to talk to face to face every day for the last i think i told my husband we've been in isolation now for 42 days mm -hmm. um <laughs> it can get really um <laughs> irritating <laughs> so, <laughs> to say the least so um making sure you make an effort to have that phone call have this virtual chat you know maybe you have some buddies uh in class that you can kind of weekly get together as though you were getting together in the cafeteria or in the coffee lineup like you have just a virtual coffee time or a happy hour or whatever the case is mm -hmm. um and you you know you connect that way you have it in your schedules you make sure you make a point of doing it um it's really, it makes a difference socially to hear someone's voice and to see someone's face than it does to just read a bunch of words, even though you know that they're there and you know that they're texting you back or you know they're emailing you back. Um, it makes such a difference. Um, there's lots and lots of different ways. Someone just introduced, I, again, I'm, I'm old. Someone just introduced me to house party. Uh, oh, yeah. It's an app as well. Uh, it's really good for social stuff. It has some games. You can have this virtual chat with more than just one person. You can have a group of people. Um, so that's really a great way to connect with your friends and your family. So it's really important to kind of keep your kind of your connections good. A lot of classes seem to be having chat options, or you can develop a chat for your class as well. Um, I know a couple of the business classes were doing, they were doing like coffee time, and they would have a virtual where they didn't talk about classes at all. They would just talk about, you know, oh, what's everyone doing? What did everyone do to get in the sunshine today? And just kind of keep things social. Um, mm -hmm. so that, you know, the classroom, the conversations that you would normally have outside the classroom or on break or in the hallway um to to keep kind of connected so i think making sure that you're kind of doing that as much as you can and even if you maybe it's not the whole class even if you just find a group of people um that you know maybe they're not even in your class maybe you're just they were in your class last semester um and you want to keep connected with them to keep that relationship going and you all connect that way mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier you, you have little ones at home, uh, and so you you seem to have a bit of a hectic life going on at home. So so what are some tips that you have for a little time management skills uh, for other people, and, and how are you managing your time um, oh, with, nice. with this virtual world that we're facing? <laughs> <laughs> um, be really flexible. Um, so have a schedule, but be really flexible within that schedule. You know, if if eight to four doesn't work anymore because you're getting interrupted a billion times, um, you might have to move some of whatever you would have done between eight to four to later on in the day or to earlier in the day, I, whatever, whatever ends up working for you. Um, I find that uh, for me personally, eight to four doesn't work. I end up taking a lot of breaks because I've got little ones at home that need my attention and need, need things. Um, 
I so um, I find that I still am available eight to four for meetings or or whatever. But when I need to take that break where I would have normally maybe been checking emails or uh, working on my um, like. I do case notes as part of my job. So if I meet with someone, I just write a little note to remind myself next time I meet with them or when the last time I met them. So if I'm doing that, maybe I'm not doing that during the day between eight and four because um, A, that sometimes takes some concentration, <laughs> but B, that also means that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not taking that break. So if I need to take a break, I move something like that because it's something that's easily moved to earlier in the day or later in the day. So be really flexible. Mm -hmm. Have a schedule for yourself. Have a schedule for the other people in your house. Um, it's, it's really, um, one of my kids is homeschooling. It's kindergarten, but still, they're still sending some things. Um, <laughs> and that means that she, like, she doesn't read yet. So she needs help doing the things that they're sending her. Um, so making sure that, okay, when are we doing that? And when am I doing my work? And when are we doing playtime? And what are you going to do while I'm doing my work? Because I need you to be quiet or I need you to be, um, independent and not kind of all over me during this. So having those schedules of things and being flexible within that, because sometimes if you have a kid like mine, uh, you have a major meltdown because they don't want to do their reading app or they don't want to do this or they don't want to do that. Okay, well, how can we switch gears and what can we do instead? Mm -hmm. um, it can be really helpful. Um, also, um, oh, I was going to say something, now I forget. Um, so I had said, have a schedule, be flexible, uh, and be really realistic. Like, um, you know, I, I tried to make myself look you know, decent for this, um, <laughs> this podcast, but uh, this is not what I look like for our normal meetings. Like I, I totally cut out like, okay, this is Sarah's nice or time to look nice time. Um, that doesn't happen on a daily basis anymore because that just mm -hmm. doesn't fit into my daily schedule. Um, you know, sometimes I eat a lot more frozen pizza than what I want to these days because that's just something quick that you can eat for lunch or for, uh, for, for dinner. And, um, mm -hmm. I'm not wasting all that time kind of, um, prepping that. So, and, and, you know, be honest with, with everyone. Like if your faculty is saying like, Hey, where, what's going on? What's, um, <clears throat> where's your assignment or you haven't been doing your assignments or you haven't been logging on, like, make sure you're telling them like, yeah, this is what's happening in my life and they can connect yeah. you some supports. I know the college has been really supportive, especially with parents um, of young kids for staff and for students and trying to make sure that they have uh, like what they need to, to be successful. So I, I really, really hope that um, students are reaching out if they're needing help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Great. for sure. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what, what, what's the first thing that you're looking forward to when this is all over? Oh, I wanted to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm not sure. I think, um, my family is really, really big on like going to restaurants and eating. Um, we, that's pretty much our, we do family date nights. And I think that that's something we're missing. Like we've done skip the dishes a couple times, but it's just mm -hmm. not the same. You're still like, I sound spoiled, but you're still cleaning up. You have, you know, you're still, you're still at home. So I think going to a restaurant and eating, uh, would yeah. be something that I'm really, um, looking forward to. Yeah. Sitting on the patio, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much again, Sarah, for coming on. Um, I usually link like the college resources and the website and things like that. Is there anywhere else that you would like us to direct students to? Um, no, I think the like the college resources is great. Uh, mm-hmm. The SSFs are like linked right within that page. So right. um, that still connects them with all of us. Uh, so I think that that's, that's a great, great opportunity for, for them okay. to learn more or get their questions answered or um, follow up on any concerns they might have. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's great. So I'll make sure I do that. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It was a huge pleasure. I think this will really, really benefit students. And we, um, the Student Association gets all kinds of questions as well. So it'll be really nice to say, go check out this video. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. It was, it was great to talk to you. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are still rolling uh, as much as possible. Oh, yeah, they're quite busy. So <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you and enjoy your, this will air on Monday, but enjoy your weekend because it's (laughs) good. Thanks. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye.